0: Welcome to the Strand Baptist Church Podcast. New episodes will be made available every weekday for the full duration of the lockdown here in South Africa. For more information, please visit our website at www.strandbaptist.org.za. Thank you for joining us and welcome. Good morning to everyone that is listening to today's podcast. Today we'll look at the second century, the second century. Somewhere called the second century the church of martyrs and confessors. Yesterday we ended the first century with a famous quote made by Tertullian in which he wrote, the blood of the martyrs is the seed of the church. And there we are reminded that no matter what comes our way, the church will march on and the church will succeed. And this is a quote, obviously, or rather he alludes to Jesus' words in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, where Jesus says that he will build his church. However, Jesus says he will build his church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Joseph Alexander explains, the gates of hell is a strong figure for death or destruction. Gates has been variously explained to mean the entrance the defences, the military force, and the judicial power. In other words, Christ promised to build his church in defiance of the enmity and destructive power of death itself. So, how was it in the second century that the gates of hell was made manifest? What opposition did the early church face? Well, in the second century, the opposition took Two forms. The first form of opposition to the church was that of blatant persecution. There was a human plan and human strategies, whilst all the while behind it there was this greater plan to destroy the church by destroying its very members. In the first century, the Christian church was sheltered to some degree under Judaism, which it home tolerated as a legal religion. But it soon became clear in the early second century that there was a gulf between the Jews and the Christians. People of the ancient ancient world spoke about two races of men Jews and Gentiles. But in the second century, they began to speak about three races of men Jews, Gentiles, and Christians. Now, Roman law at this time began to accord divine honors to the emperor and Christians. Who confessed that Jesus is Lord of all, refused to acknowledge the divine lordship of Caesar. And from the Roman Empire, they regarded this as a capital offense. Men, women, boys and girls were then slain for their faith in Jesus because they confessed Jesus is Lord. Now, one of the most famous people to die is an old man Named Polycarp. And he declared these famous words to the authorities. And I quote, I have served Jesus Christ these eighty and six years. He has done me no harm. Why should I deny him now? End quote. This was said before the omens burned him to death. A second form of opposition to the building of the church in the second century was false teaching. In the 2nd century, the Greco-Roman world was dominated by a dualistic philosophy that regarded the spiritual as good and the material as inherently evil. And it wasn't long before this philosophy started to distort the message of the Christian gospel in some very basic ways. First, if spirit is good and matter is bad, then As an eternal and good spirit, God could not have created this evil, material world. It must have been some other deity, maybe a lesser kind of deity, which created the world. And the false teachers called this the demiurge. So the teaching of scripture began to be eroded at this point. Because now the eternal God was not the maker of heaven and Earth, and now the eternal God did not declare when he made all things that it was good; secondly, the eternal Son of God could never have become man, that is, he could not have taken upon himself of flesh and blood human nature and Here we have the denial of the incarnation, and we see this actually in the book of First John. A third implication was also the denial of the resurrection of the body. Why would God resurrect a material body if a material body is inherently bad? At such points, the Christian faith was under attack from this false dualistic philosophy which regarded the spirit as good and material as evil. In response to this, the church formulated confessions. Confessions of the true faith in ways that highlighted the one true and living God to make sure and to confirm that He was truly the Maker of heaven and earth and that He is the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Also, these confessions made it abundantly clear that Jesus Christ is both fully God and fully man it is to affirm that the second person of God of the Godhead took upon himself a full humanity. The martyr Ignatius of Antioch tied together the ways in which the church responded to both persecution and false teaching when he said, if Christ be not fully human, and if he did not really die, why am I suffering for the gospel, and why am I prepared to die for it? So, in the second century then, we see why it is called the church of martyrs and the church of confessors. This is where, at this point in in church history, the the production of ecumenical creeds began. God bless.